if you were to remake this Child's Play remake that just came out, <laughs> what three actors would you cast in it? And of course, why? I don't want to remake the remake. What if you just say you make a version of Child's Play? No, be yes. remaking the remake. No, 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 not, no, no, remake the remake. Like if you were just, um, if you were to make your own Child's Play. Yeah, if you were, if you got, if you got to direct and cast the new Child's Play remake, who would you pick and why? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go first. Um, for Chucky, I felt like I kind of wanted someone younger. Um, love Brad Dourif. I assume I'm not allowed to cast Brad Dourif as Chucky again because I probably would have just done that. I thought about saying the same thing, but I was like, no, this is to really like test and see what yeah. we where we go. Kind of feels like cheating to do yeah. that. Yeah. So if I'm starting off my eight movie franchise, I got to pick a younger f- fella, you know, someone who's going to last a while. I appreciate the confidence that you think you're going to get eight movies mm. out of your remake. Yeah, man, it's going to be good. So. <laughs> Um, I chose Ewen Rayon, and I think that's how you say it. That would be the actor who played Ramsey Bolton and Simon from the British Misfits. I think he's been evil enough, and I think if he puts a little gruff behind his voice, I think he could do a pretty good evil doll. A little gruff behind his voice? A little gruff. Okay. That's a euphemism for something. It's not. Oh. Sounds like it, though. Yeah. Uh, for the mom, I was kind of torn. Um, I've, I thought of three so actresses. So he went with Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Margot Robbie. She's in a lot of stuff now. She seems like she'd be kind of a young mother that could fill the role of the... Now, I'm thinking back to the original, of course, of the original mother. Um, Gal Gadot, I think she could also probably pull it off. And Elizabeth Olsen. One uh, of the Olsen twins? No, no. This is uh, Scarlet Witch. Oh, okay. You just really went from the well of comic movies on this, didn't you? It wasn't on purpose. I actually looked up actresses and just kind of scrolled through. It was like, you would be good. You would be good. You're too old. And what about you, Andy? Now, um, understand with this choice, this was kind of difficult, and I don't think I specified this when I brought this up, is like, this kid, you can kind of cast at what age you would have want him to. So it doesn't have to be what age they'd be right now. Oh, well, I just went with Michael Sarah current age. Michael Sarah current <laughs> age. Okay. Because he's childlike. <laughs> he's, a, he's a man child. Um, wow. Well, I, I also was trying to find, I do not know kid actors for no. anything, man. I was looking for a while. I was like, I don't recognize any of them. And any of the ones I would pick would be like Stranger Things or, you know, those shows that actually have I actually them. picked the Stranger but Things all, kid. For me, they're all too old already. But the thing is, is yes, but I was imagining like you could get them a little bit younger. Like I imagine you could get them age appropriate. Sure. If I would have known that season caveat. Season one Stranger Things. Okay. If I knew that caveat, then I probably would have picked one. But yeah, Michael okay. Sarah it is. Okay, that's uh, that's an answer. John, who you got? Okay, so I would go... I didn't assume I'd have an eight-movie, 30-year franchise. I didn't either. I feel like I got one shot at yeah. this. Yeah, so I was going to go with Samuel Jackson for Chucky. Really just change oh. it up, man. Okay, all change right. Change the whole pulse. Um, Linda Cardinelli. Cardinelli? I don't know. Freaks and Geeks. Uh, yeah. Uh, her, and she was also in other stuff as well, but less famously. She was Hawkeye's wife in yes. The Avengers. And okay. She was but in I know her from Freaks and Geeks The also. Curse of La Lorena as well. Oh. Um, Yorona. It's Yorona, dude. Come on, okay. learn your Spanish. Yeah. My, 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 my <laughs> that movie as well. And I had no kid actor. You had no kid actor? No. Um... I can't think Played of by a, a CG single... kid. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> it's, the doll plays the role of the kid yeah. and Samuel Jackson it's, plays uh, the role of the one, buddy. It's the no. boy from the Incredibles. We just take his CG, <laughs> move it over. So the uh, doll's just going to be an actual person with makeup on their face and we're going to CG the doll instead. And CG the kid instead. Or the kid rather, yeah. yes. We'd have to CG Samuel Jackson too because we're going to shrink him into the doll's size. Green screen? 
I don't know how the magic works. I don't make movies. I don't want to see I just see imagine this. them. <laughs> so Matt takes Samuel Jackson, but just shrink his ass down into doll size. Okay. Same fair. age as well. It's old Samuel Jackson doll. <laughs> Son, why do you want this 50-year-old, 60-year-old doll? Probably 80-year-old doll. <laughs> and for me, I just went, like, I was like, I got one shot at this. I feel like Child's Play 1 and 2 already nailed it. We don't need to redo that. So I just went crazy with it. I'm okay. having fun with this. Now, as you know, for my voice actor for Chucky, I wanted to go with Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, that would I thought about it. And I was like, but I don't think he has the intensity. So I went with Stallone, drunken Stallone, because I feel like nothing's gonna be wow. better than like having Stallone try to like mumble through his words while the kid's just like, what did you just say? Is and, my doll broken? <laughs> yeah. For the kid, I went with Caleb McLaughlin, um, the dude, the kid from Stranger Things. I don't remember his name, but the black kid. Stranger Things. Okay. Oh, okay. I feel like that dude has got some acting chops. So I really thought he could like pull off this whole like kind of like, I you could know, see that. interacting with something crazy like that. Mom, Rosie Perez, because it's Rosie Perez. Okay. And she's got that older mom thing going on now. I like it. Now for the cop, Adam Scott. Oh. Sure. The cop character is going to be Adam Scott because he's got to be in our movie. Of course. I didn't know we were casting the cop as well. Yeah, well, you didn't have to, but I thought okay. about it. And for the shitty boyfriend, Thomas Lennon. Wow. Oh, boy, you casted everybody. Because okay. Thomas Lennon, I feel like can play, he, he can play that, but it's going to, like, everything's going to come off just a little bit, not like your best choice, but like the perfect choice for this, like, amalgamation. Of sure. Movie. Oh, there's going to be the voodoo aspect of yeah. this shit in my movie. None of this fucking tech garbage. Yeah. Kids are out there playing with sticks. They'll play with dolls. Yeah. Put your stick away. Here's a doll. That didn't sound, <laughs> I think, how you intended it, or maybe it did. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett and John. Fellas, how we doing? Apparently, we're low energy. We need more energy. We need more pure energy. We need more power, McFly. Mm. Or else our hoverboards will not work on water. That's just science. Everybody knows this. Everyone knows this. At least by now. Well, you guys. Bojo. Did you say Bojo? That's what he says. <laughs> you, you Bojo. bojo. <laughs> what have y'all been up to since last time? Um, I have been researching the story behind Fire in the Sky and the actual true life story. Oh, the like real life events? Yes. Or the quote unquote real life events? Both. Um, Very uh, incredibly interesting story uh, that is all over the place, so I've scripted it out. Uh, One should be... Oh, we're going to get a quickie about Fire in the Sky. Yes, the story behind the story of Fire in the Sky. Dude, right on. I'm into this. Uh, Spoiler for the quickie. That man is full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wouldn't be a quickie if you didn't ruin the ending of this one, too. (laughs) So uh, if If you want to find out... He ruins the ending faster. Yes. If you want to find out why he's full of shit, check our YouTube channel by the time this comes out. Oh, right on. Well, all right. I'm excited. Garrett, watch anything? Um, No, I haven't really watched anything. Just the movies for the podcast. I'm working on an episode idea also. It's going to be a deep dive into... We're doing some really hard-hitting expose stuff here, John. That's it. Um, Do a deep dive into the Monster Mash. So I've got a couple special guests. I'm trying to slowly cultivate myself as the pinnacle de facto monster mash historian. Mm -hmm. So um, I couldn't find anybody who went by that on the internet. So I'm going to try to make that my thing. Yeah. Well, a tragic accident happened in the last one. Oh shit. You're saying it's, it's cursed. It's a cursed position. Okay. Well, you know what? The brightest candles burned faster. I don't know how that saying goes. Uh, Yeah. You know, candle in the wind or whatever. Anyway, so I'm going to do a monster mass. (laughs) Three candles in the bushel is worth 17 birds in the stone. (laughs) 
That's it. So yeah, I'm doing that. Mark, what have you been up to? Well, I uh, I've been going through the Reanimator series. I watched Bride of Reanimator after rewatching the original Reanimator. Ah, oh, the original Reanimator is a fun movie. Very very good. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen the second one? No. Yes. It's all right. It's not as good, but it's still entertaining. They start to take body parts and sew them together and make new creatures. So there's like a hand with an eyeball that's walking around. Um, my favorite part is they took the decapitated head from movie one and put bat wings on it. So it was a flying head. Ooh, bat fight. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Reanimator, definitely jump on that. Yes. Also be aware that they kill an animal real quick in that movie. Seems to be a horror movie trope, unfortunately. Yes, I'm so tired of this. Yeah. But now for some bad news. Are you ready? Paramount and Bloomhouse are making a new paranormal activity movie. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I screenshotted it on my phone. I meant to send it to you, John. And I was like, he's going to get the tiniest little chub off no, this news. No, I gave it a thumbs down. No, The new idea or paranormal activity? Just any more paranormal activity. Oh, uh, okay. I was about to say, you like the paranormal no, activity No, I did. Uh, but by, I think, was it Ghost Activity? Hmm. Ghost fucking Ghost Dimension. dimension. Yeah, they Ghost are. Ghost Dimension? Came out in 2015. That was out, the last one. They are out of steam. We don't have any details. They're just like, we're going to do it, guys. And we're like, okay, I wish you wouldn't. God, I hope I hope <laughs> Mika has made it to Wall Street and he's a, a high-end broker. It's basically like an American psycho, but with paranormal activity. Uh, that would be well beyond his skill set. You- <laughs> and he died in the movie, so... Oh, that's right. Like he did spoiler die. Spoiler for 15-year-old movie, Mark. Oh, you mean the, the five minutes of action out of the four-hour fucking epic that was Paranormal Activity? Paranormal Activity is probably, I'm guessing, 93 minutes long. I don't... There's, no, not, way to, there's no way to find out. I'm no. not getting into this with you again. No, there's no reason. We're actually, we're actually going to do a Paranormal Activity oh, episode. trust me. I have a lot to say. Mostly about Mika. <laughs> now for some good news. They have restored one of the original Jaws sharks from the movie. Bruce was hanging out in the junkyard. Now, Bruce is the name of the shark. Bruce the shark. Yeah. Bruce was the nickname that they gave the shark on set, not his official name. As covered in episodes ago. Yes. Uh, Um, You can relive this exciting debate (laughs) in our archives. Only one of four still remain, and it was just in a junkyard, so they took it, and they've cleaned him up, and he looks very nice now, and we've got an original Jaws that is back, ready to go back in the seas. Probably not. Where do you think he's going to end up? Uh, Universal Studios. That's probably a good place. I was thinking like a seafood restaurant. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's an option. I would eat inside Jaws' mouth. Like if they had a table inside of it. a chair. Is Hard Rock Cafe still a thing? That feels like a thing they would have. I'd definitely take them off of hands for sure. Anyways, I like seeing that kind of stuff. It's kind of interesting how, you know, these props from famous movies and such kind of get tossed aside. I wonder if we're taking better care of that stuff now. Um, almost definitely not. No. If you haven't heard, the Universal Music Group lost a whole fucking warehouse full of music. It just burned down. Oh, that was like music. last week, right? Yeah. So I have no confidence that they're taking better care of anything. Yeah, they didn't like have like in a secure like fireproof vault, did they? No, it felt like it was just like in somebody's backyard shed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the Beatles back here <laughs> yeah. and the Michael Jacksons. It just burned straight to the ground. Do you think there's like just a pile of like Ewok costumes somewhere? No, George Lucas merchandised the shit out of all. You think Lucas things. stuff is all like pristine? No, I mean it's case? all been sold, rented, hmm. whatever. However, he could squeeze a penny. Tell you what, listeners, if you can find us a, on the cheap, fully restored Jaws on eBay, hit us up. Give well, me that only link. One left. He said there's only one of four left in existence. Oh, in existence? I thought one of four restored. It left ever. This is it. <gasps> yeah. So, so this is not going to be cheap. Oh no. Very unlikely. 
Okay, listeners, if you find any T-Rex skulls available on eBay <laughs> on the cheap, let me know. I guess there's a lot less props in the world now anyway, because everything's CG. Possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Possible. so, I mean, what are we doing with all the green screen material? Huh? I don't know. <laughs> what was filmed in front of this green screen? I need to know. We have descended into <laughs> insanity here. So let's talk about this this movie that we saw. Well, I think last the one night. thing we can agree on is it was a movie. It was a movie. So Jaws Four, The Jaws Revenge. Jaws Four, The Revenge. Are you ready? This one was in 4D with oh, Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> they throw water at you the whole time. Oh, <laughs> some some dude like just sweats a... above you as you watch <laughs> it, hitting you with a hose. Uh, Fat guy with a bucket sweating. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. It's real life. I'd we saw watch Child's that. Play. Yeah. So you don't have to. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that tends to be the general consensus here. It's This is not going to be a love fest, ladies and gentlemen. This was, this was something that I know Mark and myself, uh, me especially, had very strong opinions when it first got announced. When I found out it wasn't going to be a puppet, when I found out that it wasn't going to be this. And it, some of that got rolled back a little bit. Some of the casting I wasn't thrilled about. But I really went into this, the, the lack of voodoo. But I went into this with a really open mind, and I feel like disappointment is yeah. like the key word here. Well, let's just go ahead and say right off the bat, spoilers are coming. If you don't want to know anything about it, go watch it and come back and hear us rant about it for a while. I'm not going to recommend it. I don't think anybody at the table is going to recommend no. it. Um, it's kind of just one of the uh, another in the long line of pointless remakes that doesn't do anything better. I guarantee you this was not a child's play movie. I, I, I bet this was a script about a fucking killer toy. And then someone was like, can we rewrite this into a child's play movie? I could see that because there's nothing, there's nothing uniquely child's play about this. We should probably just get into the story and what's going on or Mark, you probably want to read us the, the, the actors and stuff like that. Right. That's how we usually do it. Yes. All right. I feel like this movie has just brought our energy level down. Like we just feel like worn out from this. Yeah. It feels like I, my brain was abused is the word I would use. This one was directed by Lars Klevberg. I looked up his um, movie history. There wasn't really anything to note, to be honest. Um, he had one film before this called Polaroid. Do you think he's related to the Lars Bars people? Probably not. <laughs> Usually you are not related by the first name. Usually <laughs> there's a last name that indicates you don't know that. How the Lars do things. <laughs> Lars are backwards. Yeah. Of the New Jersey Jacks? No. Yeah. <laughs> this one stars Audrey Plaza as Karen Barclay, Mark Hamill as Chucky. Gabriel Bateman as Andy Barclay, Brian Tyree Henry as Detective Mike Norris, David Lewis as Shane, Beatrice Kitsos as Fallon, Ty Consiglio as Pug, and Carlise Burke as Doreen. Rotten Tomatoes has it sitting at a 60% as of Friday. From critics or users? This is critics out of 75. Wow. Whoa. Audience score is 69. What the fuck? Out of 376. That's so that's actually one of the questions I wrote down. Are modern modern audiences enjoying this movie? Because turns out, yes. This was even for like even take out the child's play aspect of it. This is just a not a well written movie. I'm gonna say that the reviews from the horror websites are generally pretty uh, poor. They okay. don't they don't seem to like it, but maybe more of the general audience. And that was gonna be one of my first questions to you guys: Who is this for? I feel like this is very accessible. Like it's not, su I mean, it's got like horror elements and it. it's got some good kills and but some, it's super some gory, stuff. gory though. It's That's super like gory. One of its but only the thing benefits. is, is like, this doesn't ask you to suspend disbelief. Oh yes, it does. No, no, it doesn't. This movie is gibberish. In fact, I would gibberish say. Gibberish is different than disbelief though. I loved, I thought everyone's performance was really good. My Except for Aubrey Plaza. I'm what? sorry. I thought she did I'm so good. I'm going on good. record. That woman cannot play anything other than smarmy teenager. Oh. And I, I, I hope she can prove me wrong one day. I hope she does something that's fucking phenomenal. 
But the thing is, is like she just played fucking what's her nuts from Parks and Rec in this no, movie. No, I thought her relationship with Andy was one of the only things I actually liked about this. I movie. thought they were brother and sister. <laughs> like the way they talk to each other, I was just like, oh, their parents died, and she's taking care of her younger brother. Okay. I don't think Audrey Plaza has a very wide range, and I think that's the problem. She's kind of similar in every role she plays. And I feel like that kind of works for the like the beat down kind of like mom who's just given up on stuff, but she doesn't I convey that the whole movie. I did. And that's totally cool. That's that's fine. But I hated every second of the story and it required me to turn my brain off to make any fucking sense. It's uh, not and the problem isn't so much that it's inconsistent with the real world, which believe me, it is. It's inconsistent with itself, which is storytelling violation number one. And I hate that. We also weren't off to a good start with this movie either, though, because for me, we I didn't go to the draft house to see this. I went to, what was it, a Cinemark or something like that? AMC. AMC, okay. I went to an AMC. This is the first time I've actually been to a theater that wasn't Draft House for a while. Also, no chicken strips, so I'm already a little bit upset. But this, we had like, what, nine trailers before this movie started? Oh my God, It wore us fucking down. Like, nine movie trailers before you watch a movie, and then it had like a tagline, and it's all like, I wrote it down, it's like, at the movies, the feature is on the big screen. I was like, well, yes, this is exactly what makes it a movie. Oh, I was so annoyed before this movie even started. I was like not in a good frame of mind. There was a lot of trailers. The commercials didn't bother me. As someone who's attended this theater several times now, this yeah. is the most trailers they've ever shown Oh, us. yeah. This I don't know what happened. Scene. Maybe they just left the trailer reel on. Like, here's your double the dose. They need to fill some time. Yeah. <laughs> it was like one, proje- <laughs> one projectionist like did uh, put the trailer film you know, on, and then another one didn't realize it and put more trailers they on. They just kept coming in. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't think they've done the trailers yet. Yeah. I'm going to give you some hot tips for going to the mall, Garrett. You want to show up about a half hour early, go to that mall food, get, get yourself something the, out there. The food court? Yeah. The food court, They got yes. a Chick-fil-A in this one. What more could you want? They have pizza. They have all kinds of stuff. It's worth it. Also, okay. there's like a thousand AMC theaters. Probably most of our listeners are going to something like an AMC. That's fine. So That's fine. They're I'm not just saying, if you've you. got, if you've got the choice, you know, choose quality. Choose Draft House. Fuck Draft House. Draft man. House. Fucking sponsor this shit. <laughs> you shut your goddamn mouth, Dude, John. I'm trying that's to. That's so overrated. Daddy's making moves here. All right, chill out. <laughs> Ten years ago, maybe. Now it's just another corporation. Anyway, back to Child's <laughs> Play. <laughs> So here's what the tagline is for it on IMDb. In case you have no idea what the Child's Play franchise is, it's a mother gives her 13-year-old son a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its sinister nature. All right, out the gate, I'm already having problems with that. That's sentence. like a description, though. That's not a tagline. Well, okay. It's okay. I thought you were going to read the tagline. Does it have a tagline? I don't know. That's uh, all that was listed. But yes, that is that is the general premise of this movie, which is just boring already. Now, if I was going to pluck anybody out of Parks and Rec to drop in this movie, I would choose Aziz Ansari. <laughs> I feel like this would have been a better dad movie. Raised his kid, <laughs> Chucky, no. <laughs> I think it would be such a better film. That would be <laughs> would a different film. Very happy with what I saw, but I wasn't happy with this all. But I feel like I was a little more lenient than you two on it. The movie, yeah. When we walked out of the movie, like John was, I haven't seen him that like. He was like, "I want my time back." Yes, if it wasn't for this podcast, I would have walked out. Wow, I was so bored. There, were, I checked my watch so many times, and it'd be like, "Oh, surely a half hour has passed." It'd be like five fucking minutes. The thing is, like, I got all the way to the end still like, okay, at any point this could pay off for me. I wasn't like, I wasn't angry until it was over. Oh, I was like, angry. I like was halfway. annoyed at parts, but I wasn't angry until it was over. And then it ended and I was like, 
this literally was a time sink. Can I tell you exactly when I got angry? It's about three minutes into the movie. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's way early. Yeah. Well, okay. So do we want to get into the plot parts? Yes. Yeah, so let's get into the plot parts. All right, so it opens up in, oh, it opens up with an ad for it's like a fake commercial Buddy. for yes. Caslin products, which basically right. is like the, the Apple slash Amazon like. Well, Caslin's the only company that exists in this universe. Evidently. Yes. Because uh, everything is a Caslin product. Or and we're it, led to believe that. Right. Uh, they make store security, TVs, hearing aids, buddies. But I don't think they do. I think that they the movie just abandoned its principle of Caslin products interact with this doll. And basically was like anything that's electronic can now work with this. Because like they made one attempt halfway through the movie yeah. to like kind of be like, oh, the, the maintenance guy for this building is using Caslin products to make his life right. easier. But that was it. There's there's so many other things that just are not connected yeah. to Caslin. They make lawn equipment, or or to your point, which I believe the movie just gives up on its story. I think the music. For, I think the music. I think the movie forgets that as it yes. was being written. I think they forgot just, that Caslin had to be part of this. Literally, the first thing the movie tells you. So it starts yes. with that. Then it goes to Vietnam. Then and it cuts and it says Vietnam, and I was like, <laughs> Marines, we <laughs> are leaving. I was like, I thought we were gonna like cut right to the Vietnam War, and I was like, well, this took a turn. Yeah. Uh, but no, sadly, this movie isn't that good. Instead, you watch people build the buddy doll, and someone, I guess, is really he daydreams while he's building the doll. So his boss beats him and tells him, "When you are finished with this doll, get out of here." Number one, the guy finishes the doll instead of immediately just leaving. But fine. Uh, so he finishes the doll, and then he goes turns to a computer screen, and you watch him go violence stopper off language filter <laughs> off all safety protocols off and we're talking like code that like <clears throat> this doll and this is one of the things i wrote down is this doll had too much capability right why would any doll need a like a violence uh, filter why would they well, program Asimov's that rule in? of robotics you okay, know but then why would it be able for a line worker to turn it off it would be hard coded into well i think this guy was like the the creator like he was one of like the no, that the was key. not at all what they led us to believe he was one of fifty thousand people yeah, no, I, th I thought dolls. everyone was making the dolls but this was the guy who created the code and everything no, this was no. his last hurrah he was i don't think guy. so man he was just bro on the factory yeah. line. oh i thought this was like like hey look thanks you made the code we've got this process down now we don't need you anymore get no, that's the fuck why out of here bro beat. They're not going to beat the creator. Yeah, he was just some he was guy, just guy who was just fucking off in the job. So apparently anybody on the in the field so who's random building... some tech bro just yes. got the fucking axe and was like, screw it. So and let I... me just point out real quickly. If we're building a toy that has the capability for massive violence and we need to set up some sort of protocol, this would be the most expensive toy on the planet. Right. Also, you would not be able to turn it off. So immediately I was like, I don't like this. I can't get on board with the premise because it's nonsense. Well, also in development, if you actually had to set a no violence protocol, that means you've <laughs> tested the violence right. aspect of this doll. Maybe just reevaluate your product. Like we should make something that does not have kill capability. We should have had camera footage of the R&D process of the dolls going fucking crazy. Wait, and then them implementing this like this, you know, this code. Legitimately a better like intro would have been that, that this is a prototype doll that got fucking what but went bonkers and some lab tech was like oh i doesn't know and takes it home for their kid right like he's just giving like get rid of this doll that boom way better more believable premise instead they picked this stupid one that immediately i was like all right i'm out i think that would work better even though we'd lose the mass appeal that they were going for oh it's the toy that every kid's gonna want you know that's part of the whole See, thing though but 
And this is this, we're coming down to the point where this would have been a better film if it wasn't fucking child's play. Right. Is or, it supposed to be a toy though? Because I got it as like it's like it's a creepy living Siri or it's like Alexa but with a body. And I was like, no. well, that makes sense. But then they do advertise it kind of like as a toy yeah, too. Yeah, it's meant to be like a companion for your kid. Yeah, remember the they go to the store and they've got a guy dressed up as one of them being silly. Yeah, they do. You know they do I mean? advertise it towards kids because everyone who brings it in is like, I brought this for my kid. It's supposed to be like those robo dogs that would have like eight commands you could program and it would like. But if you notice those you robo dogs did not have functioning jaws, so they couldn't bite you. So they, is, they planned ahead. This is vastly way more superior than anything that's on the market right now, clearly. Yeah. Or they could even reasonably exist. This is like one of those Boston dynamic robots taken to 10. I would have loved there was a scene <laughs> where they tested it by beating the shit out of it like that Boston Dynamics <laughs> robot because that robot I have never felt sadder for a goddamn robot. Is that the one where they keep trying to kick over yes. and it just won't fall over? Have yeah. you seen the new one with the box where they're like hitting it with hockey sticks off the fucking like. He's just trying to put his box he's up. He's trying to put his box up and they keep like fucking. Oh that that robot that robot deserves 20 minutes alone with those guys. Dude, In 200 years there's going to be another Grave Talk podcast but they're going to be like we don't want our robots to be hurt anymore, you fucking <laughs> monsters. I bet. Uh, so that's what this Chucky doll is. That's the star. Oh, yeah, and then the guy kills himself. And to show how nobody cares, nobody even, like, looks. Well, no, they kind of look. No, they're but still like, putting the dolls in the truck. Like, work doesn't stop at all. They reacted because there was a loud bang on the car when yeah. the body hit it. But yeah, they're just like, eh, yeah, keep loading them up. The we got a quota so to distraught. fill. The guy is so See, I didn't have a problem with this scene. The guy is so distraught that he basically does kill himself because he just got let go in like the most demeaning way possible. But the thing is, like, the scene was fine. But as you said, like the protocols, like there's so much like he had to like disable. And it was like, if it's capable of this, just program it to where it's never capable of this. Don't have a kill switch. Don't have a it's capable and not capable. Just program it to where this is never a possibility. Right. Not all of our like Asimov rules of robotics. He <laughs> fought, he, he figured it out. Yes. It would anyway. So that's where I immediately was like, okay, I'm gonna hate this movie. Because I knew they weren't gonna be able to accurately represent what they were going for if they couldn't at least get this part right. And I'd also like to point out that this man trying to get back at the job that just fired him, he's not getting back at them. He's like unfortunately targeting some poor family who's gonna pick up this doll. Yes. He, well, I think it, I think his thing was like like, well, this will basically make the, the doll line basically get recalled. This will stick it to them. They'll have to like lose all these dolls. Which in essence, spoiler alert. You know, they do. At the very end of this movie, they like Kaslin comes out and is like, hey, your safety is important to us. So we're going to recall these fucking dolls. And yeah, but they recall the version that Chucky wasn't a part of. No, they recalled everything. No, they left Buddy Ones. They put the Buddy Ones back on the shelf See, and took away Buddy Two. They were doing. No, they the thought, Buddy Ones were like. Um, no, they thought this was a Buddy Two error, and they. Yeah, I they knew took they, they were the putting Buddy Two off the shelf and put Buddy One back on. Yeah. Oh, I look like they put everything in fucking storage. Right, which also led to another huge fucking plot hole. But when we get there, I'll complain about that. Sure. So now we're in America. Yes. I did like this scene where we get introduced to Aubrey Plaza's character. Where someone Who's super upbeat. No, I'm just kidding. She's all fucking <laughs> like bougie and moody. Well, yeah, she she's like a customer service representative at Zed's. I think she just worked a desk. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is she's <laughs> taking returns. Uh, and some guy returns it because he was upset the doll was a ginger. Great scene. Well, no, he tries to return it. Oh, he right. She talks him and out she, of it. And she's, no, she doesn't even talk him out. She goes, well, did you look at the box? He's like, he's like, I didn't want the ginger one. I wanted the blonde one. And I was like, okay, this is getting weird. Because we didn't even know there was a blonde doll yet right. until he points it out. Like the version yeah, two is going to be one. blonde instead of gingers. And she's like, well... Did you look at the box? And there's a window. It says, there's a window. Did you look at the doll? 
And he's like, well, my kid doesn't want this. She's like, I'm really sorry to hear. Like, you know, basically just imagine like what's her face from Parks and Rec, basically like having to do customer service. That's exactly what she does. The dude leaves pissed off. That's how we're introduced to the buddy twos. That's our little like, hey, by the way, there's a new version coming out. And this then, is where we'll disagree because I like that. I liked that whole scene. I, I was like, all right, maybe this kind of washed. I mean, it wasn't the a bad scene, Vietnam but it was just from my head. Immediately out the gate, it's your standard Aubrey Plaza, and I was like, oh no, please tell me she's going to get like more I was entertaining. Like, Thank God, at least I like something in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she comes home after basically having a shit day at work, which I get. I understand being fucking yes. pissy and smarmy at work, especially in that shit job. She goes home. She's like, hey, Andy, he's on his phone dicking around, basically pointing out that technology is a big part of our lives yes. and stuff like that, which is going to come into play later. And then they start talking to each other in a way that I thought they were brother and sister. That's why I was like, oh, this is an interesting take. Their parents died. She's the older sister. She's going to take care of her younger brother. And that's why she, A, looks like she's only three years older than this kid. And B, like, you know, they're talking to each other in a way that I've never heard a, a child talk to their f- adult parent-like before it was like hi denise you know it was like no no that seemed pretty reasonable it was really it really kind of made me like feel like like oh they're not mother and son you know they just moved into this apartment building for a fresh start um which made me wonder what happened before i think their dad died or something weird happened or maybe left him or they got divorced because his big thing is everyone always leaves me i think he left yeah yeah, the kid has a whole like everyone abandons me type mentality and also irrelevant like uh, i guess it's good because it shows like oh it doesn't have to be a part of it but andy also wears a hearing aid oh yeah they point out very blatantly that yeah. he has a hearing aid but they, they show it so many times i really thought it was going to be a major plot point and they use it once yeah so once. i don't know what that's about but um it really doesn't add anything to the story no but that's that's how this movie is to a whole and we talked about this mark after i left i was like Every choice they make in this movie does not endear you to any character. Like, I did not give a shit except for the cop's mom was the only character (laughs) I cared about in this whole fucking movie. Another really stupid scene happens because Andy, yeah, like your point, he's on the phone or whatever, and she takes his phone away, and she's like, you need to go outside, you need to make friends. She looks out the window of this shitty building, sees two people standing under a streetlight, and it's It's nighttime. two kids, and it's like probably like, 10 o'clock at night. Right. She's like, there's some kids down there. I expected it to be like a drug deal. Yes. She's I, like, like, well, I literally thought that she was going to go hang out with the drug dealers. She's like, there's what? two kids down there. Go hang out with them. And she just sends her kid out to hang with, with strangers in the middle of the she's night. She's a terrible mom. And this goes back to horror movies in general. Parents are fucking terrible in these movies. Yeah. But that's why I thought she was a sister because like, I was like, oh, well, she's not being motherly because she's just forced into this role of like having to take right. care of somebody she doesn't want to take care of. It seems like she did not want this kid. <laughs> But this is the part of the movie that you're supposed to start endearing yourself to Andy. Like, he can't make friends. He's new in town. He's lonely. That kind of thing. Yeah. And you find out it's about to be his birthday also. Yes. And they're, they're poor. So, you know. Because he wants a new isn't... phone for his birthday because his phone's all fucking jacked up. Yeah. And he goes outside and doesn't go hang out with street kids. Probably he the smartest his, thing he's done in the whole movie. He goes and sits by himself out in the fucking streets of Chicago, I guess. I don't know where the fuck they no. are. He throws, le- yeah, he throws rocks at a trash can. Yeah. He's like just fucking roaming the streets at night. <laughs> Then it cuts to the. We cut to the next store. day where Aubrey Plaza's at work, and then a lady brings back um, the a buddy uh, doll. The buddy doll, and she's like, "Hey, this one's defective. It's not working right. It keeps like saying things, and it's like its eyes glow different colors, which it's not supposed to do. Can I return it?" And the lady and Aubrey Plaza's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care." So she takes it back, gives the lady her money back, and then goes to her boss. And this scene was actually good. She goes to her boss, she's like, "Hey, what happens to these dolls when they get returned?" And he's like, "Oh." 
normally they take it back and they like do something with it. But since the new ones are coming out, they're probably just gonna throw it in the trash. She's like, what if this one doesn't go in the trash? What if this one goes home with me? And he's like, you can't do that. I'm not going to like fuck up my job. And she's like, Oh, you mean like how you fucked so-and-so <laughs> in the warehouse? How's your wife doing? And he's all like, yeah, you can take it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how she gets the present for Andy. Yeah. She gets the doll. It cuts back to the apartment where she's making out with her apparent boyfriend, Shane. Andy walks in. This is where we find out he hates Shane. And he was like, he turns around and leaves. And well, I don't think he hates Shane. Yeah. I think he's just really annoyed by someone like macking on his mom maybe. in front of him. Yeah. I think he, they already don't have a good relationship. As a, as, a sing, as a kid with a single mom, seeing that, it kind yes. of bothers you a little bit. Yeah. I mean, no, I totally understand where he's coming from. So he turns around and leaves and he goes, plays with his phone in the hallway for, I'm guessing, a long, like, th- this behavior does not cause Aubrey Plaza to not bang this guy. She doesn't seem to care about his whereabouts outside of the apartment in the least. No. Well, he she she can tell something's wrong, and then she goes, what's wrong? And he goes, nothing. I'm going to go play with my friends. And then he goes and sits in the hallway, right. and she's like, okay, cool. He's going to go play. Yeah. Let's get down. And then um, this is where we're introduced to Mike the Cop. Yes. And Mike the Cop is my favorite character from this I movie. I do like this guy. He did a great job. Mike lives down the... He uh, doesn't live down the hall, but he his mom lives down the hall, and he has dinner there like twice a week. And so he's like visiting... And he sees Andy sitting in the hall by himself and he walks over and he's all like, hey. And of course, you know, you see his gun and his badge very subtly shown on the screen. And then um, he's like, so what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, just hanging out. And he's like, you know, Mike's trying to figure out where this kid's what this kid's doing in the hallway by himself. Right. Being really cool, like being really cool, like you know, nice and kind of like, I'm not here to fuck with you. I'm just here to like just find out what's going on. And then starts to introduce each other. And they have a moment where it's like, oh, Andy's like, is kind of like, this guy seems cool. And Mike's like, okay, this kid's not like causing trouble. And then Aubrey Plaza comes walking down the hallway and she's like, what are you doing? Get away from my kid. Who are you? And like, he's like, hi, I'm Mike. He tries to tell this joke. He's like, oh, we heard about drug deals and rambunctious kids on this floor. And she is just, she just gives him like these, you know, her death glare that she's famous for. And he's like, oh, I guess it's not landing. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, no, I guess not. And he's like, okay, well, I'll see you around. I have dinner with my yeah. mom. You're welcome to come, like, have dinner when you want. And he's and she's like, come on, let's go. So that's when they go back to the house. Yeah. And like, so Andy and this guy make a bit of a bond. This was actually, I think, in a, one of the few effective scenes in the movie. Now she springs the present yes. on Andy. Yeah. Now Shane is left. The boyfriend's left. She's like, hey, I got you a gift. And he's all excited. And then he opens it up and he's like, oh, it's a fucking buddy doll he goes this is for kids this one came out last year it's like okay so the, would the new one not be for kids i don't I just, understand I think he's saying like that's old so that's right. kids it's not cutting edge because eventually when the other kid gets it he's really fucking amped to have a buddy doll and he's kind of a dick in this scene to be honest i think all the kids in this movie are too old for this doll that's part of my problem with it fair i mean i agree with you because andy in the original was like six yes yes and it makes sense that he'd have like a life-size like little like friend doll friend the thing is like if this looked more like a badass robot or something like that you could be like oh this is kind of a cool piece of technology but they make it look like a child's fucking doll yeah and so before we get into what happens here let's talk about the fucking chucky doll did you guys like the redesign it was all right i don't have a lot of opinion on it i don't think it's better than the original he looks like a wax sculpted ginger mickey rourke (laughs) and it is like like, it's not terrible. Like, I don't have a problem with the design, except the face is, like, so weirdly expressive. Like, it has so many, like, unique, like, visual features that it looks too real. It doesn't look as fake as it needs to be. Like, the simplicity of the Chucky doll is what made, like, Chucky so, like, creepy. When he moved and when he looked around and did stuff, it was like, wow. 
this doll's got facial features yeah. that it shouldn't have because of its magic powers. And this, everything felt like right at home with it. So I really had a problem. They made it look too detailed. Like it was like too expressive and stuff like that. But for the most part, though, the look and feel of him was pretty dead on. I did like the eyes. I did like the hair. Yeah. Because the hair is always a tough one. Yes. But the hair looked cool in this thing. Later on, I like that scene where they're trying to teach him to be scary and you see all of his different facial. Like, that was a great scene as well. That was a great moment but, to kind of be like, okay, cool. It makes sense that it has these, these capabilities. Right. But out the gate, though, like you already were like weirded out by this doll. Like, yeah. even if it worked perfectly, I'd still be like, this is fucking it was creepy. Very uncanny valley. Like yes. huge. It was square in the middle of the uncanny valley. Like <laughs> But yeah. So yes. they take him out of the box and they start syncing him up to the phone, and you can already see these glitching out and stuff. Well, he starts stuttering. I was like, did you just get him a stuttering fucking <laughs> rope? I th- I thought that was like a, a feature of him. Like Buddy was gonna be like a stuttering kid, like have like a little quirk. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, he's just messing up like Conky from Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> yeah. Which also doesn't make sense. All they did was turn off the right. safety. And that's protocol. what I was literally about to say yeah. that is like he's more broken than he should have been just deactivated on the certain protocols. Yeah, when you turn off parental controls, your Apple TV still functions <laughs> the way it's supposed to. It just lets you buy fucking like what you shouldn't be buying. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, inconsistent. And this part really bothered me because he was all like, hi, you know, what's your name? And the kid goes, Andy, sup? And he goes, hi, Andy, sup? Which was a really funny joke. Yes, I, I did thought that was like a good that. joke. So we realize, you know, okay, so he's designed to learn. And we hear that, like, they'll learn. They'll, like, learn how to use your stuff in your house. And they'll learn what you like. And they'll imprint on you, mm-hmm. which was really weird. Never make a fucking robot that imprints Dude, on people. what a terrible word. I yeah. imprint on you. Like, they no, please the, don't. In the commercial at the beginning, they put it in the fucking baby, like, fucking, like, yes. um, <laughs> what is a crib? Crib, yeah. And it's, like, looking over and it's like, I love you. And I was like, get that thing out of that right. fucking crib. They show, like, the laser line, scan the entire baby, <laughs> scanned and printed in my brain. <laughs> yeah. You are my master. It's yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah, even if I didn't knew, like, if I wasn't in a Chucky universe, if someone told me they were going to imprint on me, I would be really fucking creeped out. I'd be like, I don't want you. Hey, thank John, you, look Siri. over here, buddy. No, no, thank you. <laughs> and I, I think this is where the movie does nothing to add to the character of Chucky. It's literally just an obsessed AI doll that is imprinted. And that's his whole character. I would argue they did the complete opposite. They totally changed chucky as a character right chucky's original motivation is he, he's a trapped in this doll because of a voodoo curse and he won't needs a soul so he can get free that's my vague understanding of it in this one he's just a sad little doll that wants a friend like you, you which it, i didn't have a problem with that premise it's i don't want to feel bad for it's serial single killers. white female misery but with dolls and i was like okay cool i'm on board okay. this, this is a, a rob a zombie halloween remake approach of feel is, bad for the killer but this is i didn't say I, didn't, I don't think they made you feel bad for him they i don't tried think they tried really hard <laughs> i just thought they were like oh cool he wants to be andy's friend that's cool i got like this whole like he wants to be connected to him. I never felt like they were trying to make us feel bad for Chucky. Yeah, they but were trying to make you we... sympathize with him in the sense of when they like lock him away and he's all sad and you can see his little sad face and they have all these read way too much character. <laughs> like there's huge scenes of just him and Andy hanging out, right? Where you're starting to build this bond, which is unnecessary if you weren't if they weren't trying to show you that Chucky can be a real friend if you know he wasn't some sort of psychotic clinger stage five clinger and that's what i'm saying is like they just made him obsessive that was his whole motivation i'm obsessed with you andy and no one else can have you if they're going to get in our way of us being buddies well that was was the entirety of his character well but that was until later that they actually like did the whole like no one else can be your friend at first he just wanted to make andy happy he says 
what's your name? The kid goes, Andy Sup. And they had that whole thing, that mm-hmm. joke. And then he goes, what's my name? Chucky says, what's my name? And he goes, Han Solo. I was, oh yeah, he <laughs> says, he says, your name's Han Solo. And he's like, Chucky? Okay, my name's Chucky. Which I was like, first off, why did he, why was Chucky even picked? Right. Why was Chucky in this like doll's brain even? Yeah, why does he they, know that word? They, yeah, they made it say Chucky just so they could be like, see, it's Chucky. And it's like, there's nothing to indicate that he would even know the name Chucky. And no, he just he picks it. And it, and honestly, he just disobeyed your fucking naming protocol. You're done. Right. Like, like don't, don't fucking uh, argue with me, dog. Your name is Han fucking Solo, dude. So mm. much would have worked if they just left it be supernatural. I don't understand why they didn't. I get why they didn't because the whole, the whole modernization like, of it and like the whole thing at this point but is... But then they break now, the premise but, of this movie. But the thing is, well, the, the premise of this movie is intact, except for the fact that we lose what originally made the first one. And like I said, this is a completely different movie. This is yeah. not child's play. No. This is a obsessed AI toy. But the thing is, is like, originally, he isn't obsessed with Andy. No, he just wants to make Andy happy. It breaks the premise and of the movie in that the premise of the movie is he turned off the security features and now he's going to be a, a maniac doll. And it immediately breaks that, like that story it built with the audience by doing things like this, where it's like, okay, your name's Han Solo. Got it. I'm fucking Chucky. Like the action that what is supposed to be the inciting action of this movie does not lead the rest of the story to follow. But the thing is you're saying the inciting action of the original child's play. No, no, of this particular one, which is I'm a line worker and I'm turning off security features does not. Therefore is that that domino doesn't knock over the rest of the dominoes in the story. They have to skip over things like things like you just called out of. Why did he? Where did he get Chucky from? Right. Well, they yeah, to, but that's that's just a that's just a bad piece of scripting. But like right, as far as like filled with but, that though. But the idea, the plot is not that like he's going to be a murderous doll now. He learns to be a murderous doll based off exposure. Yes, the the Chucky naming thing sure. was completely out of the clear blue, and I was like, well, there's no reason for that whatsoever. But again. The doll is there just to make Andy happy because that's his role. Because yes. he's not a murderous doll. He's not angry. Basically, what happens is that the first time we see it, like the cat scratches Andy and Andy gets pissed and fucking cusses at the cat. And then Chucky's like, wow, the cat made him sad. He leaves the room. He comes back in and Chucky's like fucking like choking the cat to right. death. Where did he learn to do that? Well, I mean, you know, he just. Decided to start choking it. Uh, I mean, I guess so. I because mean, the tagline said to find out his nature is more sinister. It said it why. right there on IMDb. So it's that's built into him because they turn off the protocol. So you're right and you're right. <laughs> I get it, Garrett. There's a lot to build up to where he starts becoming the murderous doll. But he's not learning. He's supposed to be learning from his master, which is AKA Andy. Right. It's like, don't kill the cat. He goes and kills the cat well, they also anyway. posit, They also posit, though, that he learns from the internet. Like, they're like, he earned from the internet, but we never see him learn anything. If you're learning from the internet, then guess what? You already have a wealth of knowledge and you know that fucking oh, murder is murder. Do... You know that fucking you can't kill animals. You know there's like, you know, this and that. You know what? Like, I just, I don't get it because like, there's no reason. There was a scene where Andy tried to get him to do his cloud download and it failed or whatever. He got an error. Oh, I didn't see the, the error part. Yeah, it was like error 57 or some bullshit like that. Where... I was furiously writing notes in the theater. <laughs> but anyway, I don't want to get hung up on this because, yes, there's a lot of shit that like doesn't make sense. But the concept for this movie is sound. If you just remove the Chucky aspect of it, if you just have a doll that basically like wants to make someone happy and then basically single white females this, 
I'm going to get rid of anything that doesn't make him happy. And then eventually gets to the point where it's like, well, if I can't have you, no one else can, which is what this is. Yes, that story arc makes sense, of course, because it's been done a lot. But in this particular instance, it does not make well, sense. Well, no, because the entire movie, they do things that conflict with that. Right. I, I told you that at the, at the movie, Mark, I was like, every time they pause it, this is the inciting incident for this thing. They disregard it the next moment just right. to do something that looks cool or they feel like moves the plot forward. God, I hate to say this because I, I usually try not to like shit on other artists stuff just because, but this is a bad fucking script. Like so no one, no one fucking went back and rewrote this or they did so many times that like everything got lost in translation and it was just like, just film it. That's what I think happened. Just I, film it and get it out the fucking door. And like you said, I, I believe, I agree with you. I do. I believe this was not originally a Chucky film. I think they slapped it on a co- like a coat of paint and that has what, and that's what leads to so many problems and logical like kinks in this movie where you have to take these huge jumps of like logic. They, the movie just doesn't bring you along for it. You have to do this on your own and hope for the best. And to burn through some of the plot here, just to kind of move this along, though, because a lot of shit happens that you just basically find out that Chucky's a little off. You know, he's uh, Andy's hanging out with these kids now. He's made some friends. They're watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which you should never show a better movie during your shitty movie. <laughs> right. He makes friends with two neighbors who, uh, what was the scene? They, they ended up, they he's, just ran into him like randomly. Yeah, he's in the he's in the stairway teaching Chucky. He's trying to get Chucky to make a creepy face so he can scare Shane, the boyfriend. And then the kids go up and like, "Oh, what are you doing? Is that a buddy doll?" And they're really excited to see one, which doesn't at all align with Andy's reaction to getting one. It's well, they're a kid's poor kids. Toy. They're poor kids. So you know, any kind of technology. So, the be the kids' cool. names is Fallon and Pug. And I thought Pug was annoying throughout the entire movie. He's like a fat kid who just keeps running his mouth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're gonna go catch the uh, stepdad. Yeah, in the, so in the basically kitchen. that was scare, a good scene. I like that yeah, scene. Yeah, they lot. scare Shane with the doll and they upload it, and all the kids are laughing, having a good time. So Andy's bonding with kids now, and so then cut to Andy outside playing with other kids. They're making Chucky cuss. They're making him stab a unicorn, saying this is for Tupac. And they <laughs> they all love this. They're all like getting a little kick out of this. I thought that joke was dumb. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was I thought okay. It was funny, I yeah. was like, I could see kids doing something like this. No, I but guess- you're right. They do go back in there. They start watching a better movie inside this movie, Ch- Texas Chainsaw Two, and that's where he starts to learn about well, the killing. Well, this part, is the right? thing that is so weird though, is because he's watching Pug and Fallon. 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 Fallon laugh at Texas Chainsaw 2, arguably like not scenes you should be laughing at, you know, like they're laughing and having a good time. And so Chucky goes, oh, these kids are laughing because they're seeing violence. I'm going to go grab a knife and stab someone and that'll make Andy laugh too. Like, so I get the concept of it's learning by bad, like non-contextual behavior, but then like it tries to stab Pug and they're like, you can't do that. And they're like, what the fuck's wrong with your doll? That brings up a point that I have an issue with is like, if it's supposed to be learning, and I think I said this just a little bit ago, but he's not listening to when the correction occurs right. from the behavior. And he's like, don't do that. You can't be doing that. He fucking went, he goes, he still goes and does it. Look, it's just bad code, you guys. Yes. Look, he's it's only, just bad script. Yes, he's learning <laughs> what he needs to learn to make the plot move, and he's not learning what he does, you know, what could stop the plot. Again, like right. I said, every time something like builds off the single white female plot line, they basically negate it by just doing like, oh, we need to see something like this happen. We need to have him try to stab someone. We need to have him do it like this. So anyway, Shane comes across the doll in the house and it says, Shane's a dick because it can record audio around it and then play it back like a tape recorder. So it plays back this audio to Shane and Shane's like, 
fuck your kid, runs it's, into the room. It's Andy's voice. Andy's yeah. saying, Shane is an asshole. Shane's a dick. And he's just playing it over and over again to get yeah, a Yeah, Chucky's rise playing of, it to basically like show Shane that he's not wanted there. Piss off Shane goes into the room, confronts Andy, and was like, if you got a problem with me, you fucking say it to my face. Really being a dickhole to this kid. And they cram down your throat that Shane's a piece of shit this whole fucking movie. And we find it out in f- two minutes later when he yeah. goes home to his other family. Shane leaves the house, leaves the apartment, Aubrey Plaza's apartment, hears a thump in the back of his truck, doesn't think any of it, goes home, and he's got a family and kids. So he's been cheating on his family and kids who think he's out working with Aubrey Plaza while being a dick to Andy. <laughs> so he's a class act. Yes. So here's where we get our first real kill. He has to take down Christmas lights in the middle of the fucking night. Yeah. Yes. So stupid. He comes well, he comes home late, and I think he was like, oh, I was supposed to do this. I guess I got to do it. But still, fucking just do it tomorrow. But yes. they even wrote in his like his dialogue, because I'm sure all of us in the seats in the audience are going to be like, why is he taking down Christmas lights? So the character says, why are we taking these down? I just leave them up all year. Who right. cares? That's not my problem, bro. Why are you taking it down at like 930 at night? Yes. Instead of fixing the problem with your script, they just throw a line in here or there that was like, that fixes it. And, and then he's like, like, why did I leave the Christmas lights plugged in? I should have unplugged them first. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no shit. And then he falls off the ladder. And Garrett, I think you missed this because you were busy writing your notes. No, when he falls in, his legs go through his leg. Yeah, they show shin. the shin bones pop oh, out yes. of the skin. I saw Brutal. that. Brutal. I mean, that does happen, but first his ladder gets hit and he thinks it's a raccoon and does nothing. He's like, I'm just going to hope that raccoon doesn't come back. Yeah, he's like, my ladder's almost got knocked out from under me. Well, you raccoons, you scamps. <laughs> also, at this point, we also see Shane's yard, which I guess is kind of out in the country a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it's a pumpkin patch. It's a fucking watermelon, a watermelon patch. Yeah. And he's got watermelons in his front yard, and I'm like, where the fuck are we? Great. And also, is it Christmas time or not? Or did he keep his fucking lights up till like July? I don't know. Yeah, because nowhere else in the movie does shows anybody Christmas. know when watermelon season is? It's, it's fucking the, summer. Yeah, it's summertime. Is it really it's summer? <laughs> yes. Oh, so if he kept his lights up all the way until summertime, decided to suddenly take them down just this moment. <laughs> yes. Well, like, well, it's been six months. I might as well get on it now. I can't wait another six hours. <laughs> Got to do it right fuck now. Not fucking. It was buying the it. fullest, largest moon too <laughs> in the sky when he was driving home. I was like, oh, there's gonna be werewolves. I was like, I love this, but yeah, he falls off the ladder. And then Chucky's there, and he turns on the rotor tiller that's going to start mulching the, the, the pumpkin patch, make the soil nice and fertile. So we're positive to believe this is a Cap- Catlin? Caplin? Well, no, Chucky goes and turns it on with his oh, hand. Oh, right, that's right. He does yeah. turn it on with Chucky his hand. Chucky just hands. goes over it. So the thing is, right. he falls, breaks his leg, his phone flies, <laughs> and he goes to basically, like, his phone starts ringing. Yes. He starts crawling towards his phone. Chucky then turns on the tiller, which automatically starts moving itself forward towards him in well, a straight line. The reason it's doing that is because it's caught on the... the, the, the oh, the light. The, the Christmas lights. lights. Yes, but the lights. any piece of technology like this would make you hold a fucking handle to make yes, the engine go. There are go. safety latches for this, but regardless... I'm pretty sure mowers do the same thing. Let me reverse deconstruct you how this scene went down. Somebody just said, I want to run a guy's face over with a rotor tiller. And then someone said, but they're in the city. How do we get there? How about Shane? That sounds good. How? Do, <laughs> why? Why would he have a rotor tiller? Uh, watermelon patch. <laughs> He's got uh, a watermelon patch in his front yard. Yeah, but why would uh, why would the rotor tiller get him? Uh, it's going to be stuck on uh, some sort of uh, wire, perhaps some Christmas lights. That's it. 
wait, he's a bad dad. He didn't take his Christmas lights down. That's how the writing process went, okay. and that's how we got this And kill. then Tom was all like, hey, guys, isn't watermelon season in the middle of the summer? And like, Tom, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're done. You'll never work in this town again. You're thinking too much for Hollywood. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and now I'm going to lead you up with another question. How did a fucking two-foot doll carry a watermelon in a face back to the city? They couldn't figure it out. That is why they just cut that. That is why they just cut to it. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so basically Shane, uh, this is another thing it gives me, it's chasing him with the lights, and instead of rolling left or right... Now, they don't know how to do that in Hollywood. He just well, stays in perfect... Uh, let's, let's tell you why. He was covered, he wrapped himself in the lights, so it was around him like a bandolier. He couldn't get them off. But no, no, he, he's wrapped in it, but he made no attempt to get them off. Like, this is what I'm saying. Every kill in this yeah. movie is easily avoided if you just take three just seconds to do anything. Little. Roll to your side. <laughs> With his broken legs. No, I understand. That part sucked. Um, also, I guess, technically, the tiller didn't get him. Chucky stabbed him 13 times. <laughs> well, the tiller he got his head. The tiller does get his head, right? But, but he, it, after the stabs, right? Yeah. So that's I guess oh, that's true. He's, he's holding the tiller in place with his hand, like I'm going to keep it off me. And then right. Chucky like jumps on his chest, stabs him like 13 times. Then he lets go of it and gets his head and fucking right because he tries it to stop Chucky from stabbing him, and the tiller gets smash his head. cut and let's gloss over the fact that his face was rotor tillered. Yes, but it looks perfectly fine on the watermelon <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we find it on in the next scene. Smash cut to Andy waking up, walking to the bathroom, walking past a fucking face attached to a watermelon on his dresser like a cat brought a dead bird to him as a present. <laughs> Admittedly, cool scene. It was really crazy. And he runs back in. He's like, what the fuck? And then like. I literally laughed out loud at that when I saw that walking by. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. And then instead of calling the cops or somebody, he calls his friends. I believe that if you're, I mean, I, they don't want to say how old he is, but I'm guessing he's like in the 11 to 13 range. I mean, your first idea is probably, I got to call my friends. No, my first idea is like, I'm calling a cop. There's a dead fucking thing in my house. You got to call your rider. mom. Any, any adult, I need an adult, should be the tagline <laughs> for this movie. He's but, calling his ride or die homies, man. But these and movies, Aubrey Plaza is not an adult. <laughs> these movies that are always centered around these kids always lead us to believe that they will never tell an adult first because they got to figure it out themselves. Right. It's just how it's been for That's true, but the thing we learn from these movies is kids are fucking stupid. Right. That's true. Which, which happens in this movie, though. But immediately cut to, they like, shows the friends, and they're just all like, cool, what do we do? We should call the cops. And the girl, Fallon's like, no. Um, they're going to see a dead face in here, a, a fucking severed yeah. face, and they're going to be like, you did it. And so they're like, we need to hide the evidence. So they fucking like, oh, earlier the cat gets killed. Like Chucky does kill the cat completely, and they dump the cat down the trash chute. Oh, yeah, so they wrap this part. fucking head up in Christmas paper, <laughs> like birthday paper, and they're going to go dump it down the trash chute. Arguably, the trash chute is the star of this film. If anything Andy can take away from this movie is that once you put it down, the trash chute doesn't mean it's gone forever. Yeah. Yes. What does he? Where does he think this fucking trash chute goes? Someone <laughs> empties it. If you yeah. see a present in the trash, you're going to open the present. I don't know. I just assume it's a head. I'd leave it uh, alone. Or a watermelon. But, or a watermelon with a face on it, as yeah. one gets. So anyway, they decide that the best thing to do is not tell anybody and get rid of this in the trash chute. As he's walking down the hallway, his mom's like, why aren't you in school or whatever? And he's like, oh, I have a present for the old lady down the hallway. And she's like, cool, let's go give it to the old lady right now. Again. No, she totally calls him on his bullshit. Do you think she calls him yes, on the bullshit? Because he, he, when That's he, what that move was. Okay, right. Because okay. he said, she goes, why aren't you in school? He actually says explosive diarrhea. Oh. And right away, she, I think, picks up like, all right, what's going on here? So she's trying to call his bluff on, all right, let's go give it to her right now then. So he takes it down to Mike's mom and he's all like, uh, 
don't open it. Um, it's a birthday gift. We'll open it together at the end of the week because my birthday's in. And the and Mike's mom, credit to this old ass sassy yeah. woman. She's like, all right, no problem. I'll hold it for you. We'll open it on Friday goes, on your birthday. What she is, totally knows what's up. She goes, what a strange and specific request. Yeah, she totally <laughs> is all like, I got you covered, little dude. But what the fuck? But then she like doesn't get suspicious by this thing. She's like, cool, I'll just leave it until Friday. It has got to smell. Oh. It is rotten flesh on a watermelon. I've uh, never had liquid inside a fucking wrapping a gift wrap and had it not get like wet. Yeah. So but well, anyway. Chucky cured the leather. Oh, he, he <laughs> yeah. cured the face? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. The cops come and tell Aubrey Plaza. Hey, Shane had a family, and she's like, I should have known. I'm so dumb. And it's like, yes, you are. Um, right, well, and the cop, so Detective Mike gets called to Shane's murder. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. and and so he's Mike like, oh, it. I just bought new shoes. It's like, all right, you're a fucking cop. Bad you idea. You really love these little details. Yeah. And, okay. Well, this, this is important because this is Mike's like sort of hook into the real yes, plot yeah. line. So he comes and then he sees Shane's death and they're like, man, the only prints here are for a toddler. And, oh, and he's like, he said, his wife says he came, Shane came straight home from work and Detective Mike's like, mm, I don't think that's exactly what happened. Because Mike saw Shane in the apartment in the complex hall. with Aubrey Plaza. Right. Same so. floor. We, we run into them. Then cut <laughs> to Detective Mike and his partner inside Aubrey Plaza's house being like, hey, Shane was cheating on his family. Hey, you're a dummy. Hey, he's dead. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza was all like, oh, I'm such an idiot, crying and bawling. Three seconds later, she's on the kitchen floor drinking wine like, well, that happened. And it's like, you should be a little more like upset by this. No, and I thought then, she was pretty distraught. And Shane was a dick. True, yeah. but someone <laughs> you've just been fucking dies the next day, like after leaving your house right. the night before, you're a little more upset but by her this. her kid was there too, you know, and I think maybe she was just trying to not fall apart in front of her child. Maybe. I think you guys are giving so, Aubrey Plaza a lot So get lot drunk of, instead. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Become a drunken mama. Okay, no. Anyway, God damn this. But the most important part is now it's time to get rid of Chucky. Yeah, so they have to get rid of Chucky. So the kids trick Chucky into the room. They attack Chucky. They pull out his battery pack, his Iron Man chest battery pack, <laughs> which I'm not kidding. looks like a fucking arc reactor from Iron Man's chest. Yeah, he's got a glowing thing in the middle of his chest. Like, they pull really? it out. Chucky powers down at this point. Yes. Like, he's dead. Essentially, he is donezo. So they pick him up. They <laughs> go chunk him down the fucking garbage suit. No, they, they wrap him in a sheet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it clearly looks like a small body. <laughs> yes. It looked less suspicious if you just dumped this broken doll in, a tr in the trash chute. Absolutely. But no, they wrap it up. Again, Andy, just because you put it down the chute doesn't mean it's gone. <laughs> we have the cliche maintenance man who's a creep who has been uh, putting cameras in people's showers and Knock bathrooms. Knock off Jack Black. He looks like a, like a, yeah. a, a yeah. low-rent Jack Black. And I was like, not since Sliver have we seen such a <laughs> camera network. Yes. And yeah, I don't know. I've seen this cliche enough, and I just like I don't care for it so anymore. We, so the, the maintenance it was just guy... for a kill, and they were like, let's kill this guy. The maintenance guy finds the, the toy in the trash chute, and then basically, oh, sweet, eBay, here I come. I'll fix it, and we're good to go. It looks like a grown-up Sid from Toy Story. Like, he's in this weird fucking terrible workshop, like... His little, like, downstairs basement is like a lair. Yeah. It's got, like, all sorts of, like, crazy shit. He's got it all wired up, like Mark said. He's, like, peeping in people's bathrooms via cameras. And he all uses... He uses Kaslin to do this. Now, this is actually the only time Kaslin is taken into account. He uses the Kaslin automation to basically control this building, for the most part. And then Chucky's going to kill him. Audrey Plaza is going to take a shower, so he's going to go perv out for a hot minute. And then um, he hears a noise, turns around, and Chucky's gone. He walks by a table, and he gets his legs slashed, and then stupidly jumps on a, a, a table saw. 
Yeah, jumps on top of a table saw to avoid getting his legs cut by the tiny thing running around. <laughs> right. It's like, dude, can you be any more fucking dumb and pathetic if you tried? <laughs> so yeah. then he's like, the table's starting to fall a little bit. He grabs onto a pipe. And then Chucky turns the temperature up to 150 degrees, right. which I don't even think is possible. Which all thermostats go to. That's very normal. <laughs> right. Well, it, it said overheating. It said like 170 at one point, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it's so like he's crazy. hanging on to this heated up pipe. I guess that's how this works. And then his <laughs> hand starts smoking and he drops and falls and gets cut by... The table saw gets it. turned on. The yeah. table saw. The table saw yeah. gets turned on, so he's hanging to not fall into this table saw. It's a pretty saw. gruesome fucking screen scene. It's that the kills are all great. I mean, this I, the it's very bloody. It's yeah. just very stupid. Right. The premise <laughs> is stupid and doesn't make any sense because, as you're alluding to, thermosets don't go that high. It's not how this works. Yeah, the setups for the kills are the problem. I think in a lot <laughs> of instances, but the, yeah, a lot of blood. If you're in for the blood, yeah, you're gonna get the blood. At the same time as this is happening. Andy is going to get the head back. So he's going to the dinner, right? And then he sees him Oh, on right. The he goes over to Mike's mom's house for dinner. Right. Because so when he first met M Detective Mike, he invites him in for dinner with his mom. And he's like, oh, I could use backup with my mom. So Andy's like, oh, can I take you up on that offer? And he's like, yeah, sure. Come in. And the whole time he's trying to get this present. Um, and so eventually he does, you know, get the present while Detective Mike's talking. And he runs out of the house and, of course, throws it down the trash chute. Um, and then this is where finally all the plot points start coming together, more or less. What happens with the face? They finally find it, right? When they find the dead body, they find the, uh, They also find the face. Oh, yeah. So Mike's called into his own apartment to investigate the murder of the, the maintenance guy. Right. Mike's piecing it together. It kind of looks like maybe Andy was the one who potentially had something to do with this. After the maintenance guy fixed Chucky, he goes and takes refuge with one of the other kids in the apartment building, and he's acting like he's a different buddy doll. But in actuality, he's been harassing Andy. He's like, I'm still around, buddy. I'm still like yeah. here. I'm going to like be your friend. And that's when Andy starts freaking out. I saw Doreen outside. I think Chucky did something to her. Sweetie, Chucky is a toy. Okay. It broke. No, got no, rid of Mom, it. I, I saw him. I saw him following Doreen. No, you didn't. Listen to what you're saying. Mom, he's gonna kill her! Chuck. Why aren't you listening to me? I'm not crazy, Mom! Stay right here, okay? Mom! And you're coming to work with me. He's trying to kill us! He starts breaking the TV, he starts losing his shit, and that's when the mom's like, my kid's losing it. He's coming to work with me so I can keep an eye on him. We all end up at Zed Mart for the big release of Buddy 2. At the same exact time, the kids, Andy's real-life friends, Fallon and Pug, are like, oh my God, Like we, they found Mike's or the other friend's phone, like, oh, Chucky is alive, we need to go rescue Andy. Well, they see the video of him killing Detective Mike's mom, which is a really great scene, except it doesn't make any sense, but on, it's a good yeah, scene. which is on the other kid's phone, and so they're like, well, it's real, we gotta go help Andy. So everyone basically convenes at this convenience, or this big retail store, and that's where the, the grand finale starts to begin. Chucky's going to basically, like, kill his way to Andy at this point. And I guess the entire store is also run by Kaslin, right? Are we just to assume at this point it's infiltrated everything? Yes. Every product in that store, except I guess the food. Every we, home, every store, everything is run by yes, Kaslin. As well right? as the their store security system, also Kaslin. <laughs> right. Yeah, so Kaslin makes 
everything you could possibly want. One of the employees is wearing a life-size Buddy 2 outfit, and Chucky comes by right when he's going to make his debut as the the walking giant-sized doll, stabs him in the neck, this blood spurt all over this tiny girl in the front row. And I was like, well, that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, that was that was effective. Yeah, the guy in the costume basically like comes out and dies in front of everyone, sprays the kid of blood, and that's when everyone's like, shit has hit the fan. That's when Mike shows up, grabs Andy. He's like, you're under arrest. And the mom's like, what are you doing to my son? He's like, I got to tell you shit. Handcuffs him to an aisle, like uh, just a, a display stand. He's yeah. like, you'll be here for the remainder of the film, kid. Because well, he has to go <laughs> check on what happened to that dude who's dying. But yeah, at this point, razor blade drones are now activated. Chucky takes over the store. He makes an announcement on the TV and he's all like, Andy, it's playtime, you know? And so... And you know what this reminded me of? Puppet a, Master, Little Strike. A better movie called Puppet Master, Little <laughs> Strike, yes. Yeah. When all this stuff was going on, I was like, it's been done and it's been done better. Why do the other dolls, why do the Buddy 2s have the ability to kill? Because they're all connected to the cloud and he's overridden them at this point. So at some point, Andy or Chucky got the ability to rewrite everyone's safety protocols and codes again. Oh, they don't mention fucking, that at all. I know that's what I'm saying. Every time they make a decision to like progress the actual plot, they just disregard it to make something happen. Agreed. And oh, some of the new buddy twos. One's a bear. Yeah. One's a bear. It looks like <laughs> it looks like the fucking bear from Mac and Me. Oh God, yeah, it's so, that looks bad. so dumb. I, I want to know some more of the features of Buddy too, though. Like, what else? It said it was. It, was, it talked about it. Knows it could learn faster, and it had other features that it was in the. So it's more Terminator Skynet than Buddy One. Yes, yeah. we're already it's, dealing with a pretty bad Terminator at the moment. I think it's meant to like move more natural. But the point is, how to fuck? Apparently, all they also don't have safety features. Or apparently, Chucky is now like Chucky found a way user. to turn them off. Yeah, he basically <laughs> he became a super admin at some point. <laughs> And locked everybody else out of the <laughs> protocols. It was all like, I run this network now. So he activates the Buddy 2 dolls. They go on little murderous rampage. The drones with razor blade like propellers are slashing people up. All mayhem's broken loose. Andy's going to get get fucking messed up by Chucky. Um, at Audrey this point, Plaza is tied up to a forklift. Right before Mike is like, oh shit, I'm going to go get Andy. He gets killed by a drone, we're supposed to believe. And then he's all like, Andy, I've got your mom. And he's like, okay. And then like Andy's friends grab him like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Now, this is the point where like Andy has to make a decision. Do I go back in and rescue my mom or do I leave with my friends and be safe? He chooses to go back inside and rescue his mom. At this point, I was like, dude, you can get a better mom. Like, you know, <laughs> through foster care, you're going to have a better situation than you had with Aubrey Plaza. Aziz Ansari's available. Aziz Ansari. That, this is Godfather. And he's so, standing outside the store. Andy, no, come back to me. <laughs> and that's, you do a pretty good Aziz. Um, so he runs back inside, runs into the back warehouse, a little cop car that spouts a RoboCop line. Dead or alive, you're coming to me for no fucking reason no. at it, all. It's Robo- not even a RoboCop car. It's just a random some fucking cop it car. literally took me out of the movie i'm like robocop why robocop and it's robocop and john said too. because it's an orion or I orion say, i keep saying yeah. orion i know it's orion it's but an I'm orion picture i was a kid right and that's <laughs> oh. who also did robocop okay. but um like, remember yeah. these better movies we made so he goes um he goes in the back aubrey pauses on a forklift which is raising up and she's got a noose around her neck she's gonna get hung chucky's tricking him basically there's a fight there's a scuffle andy starts cutting the rope that with a fucking like Hedge trimmer is trying to cut the rope that his mom's being hung by, almost gets it, jumps onto the rope. Chucky's on top of him, trying to stab him. He cuts the rope. They all fall to the ground. And then they fucking just like kill Chucky. Like, that's it. 
they, oh yeah, Andy rolls over, finds the knife Chucky was holding, stabs him right into the Iron Man chest piece. Yeah, we uh, had we had our very child's play moment where he's Chucky's not dead yet, right. which he does they in all the stab movies, him. Right? It looks like he's dead. Then he fucking flings at him like some sort of leaping monkey, and this is where Detective Mike comes back and shoots him. And then Aubrey Plaza walks over and fucking like rips his head off. Rips his head off. Yeah. Then Aubrey Plaza and the the cop Mike, who's not dead, surprise surprise, with no fanfare, just brought him back to shoot the doll. Go out on stretchers like gurneys, not stretchers, <laughs> and hold but, hands, but gurneys and hold <laughs> hands. And I was like, what the fuck? Like every trope and cliche is being like executed here. Then we cut back inside where. Fallon, Pug, and Andy are now circling this like Chucky doll that's like pieces with sledgehammers and yeah. knives and axes, and they're gonna go full office space. It's amazing. Cue the music. Ghetto boys. <laughs> yeah, they like they started like fucking devouring and just like killing this fucking doll even worse. Which I'm thinking, if that's all it took to kill a Chucky doll. This could have been done so much earlier in the movie. Well, they did do it earlier in the movie, and then the guy undid it. Well, no, I mean, they just took out a thing. Like, yeah, they once, once they took out. the battery out, they should have destroyed that doll. Those kids sh- those kids were fucking right. bad well, kids. Andy they doesn't know what that. trash shoots do, so he thought he did destroy it. <laughs> Anything that goes down the hole is gone forever. <laughs> and so <laughs> then... Into the core of the earth. <laughs> then cue credits, and the credits roll, and there's no after credit scene, but at the end of the credits, uh, Mark Hamill does sing the buddy theme, the little buddy song that plays throughout the movie. Um, in his Joker voice from Arkham City. And he does a little Joker laugh at the end, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Nice little like homage for the fans. Right before the credits roll, that's where they show him taking the buddy twos off the shelf and putting the buddy ones back on. And I was going to ask you guys, do you really think they're going to try to set this up for some sort of sequel? No, because as that, right before it rolls, like Kaslin like has a, like a PSA on TV. He's like, uh, your safety is really important to us. So right. we've decided to recall all these dolls. And all blah, the buddy blah, blah. twos. He's we recalled all the buddy right. twos. And but that really kind of like sealed it for me as like we're done with this. This is the end cap. Like no, because when they were ends it. putting buddy ones back on, his eyes blinked red as in haha. Maybe he uploaded his code to the cloud or whatever. So I, they left it open for a sequel. The last scene before the credits is another Chucky doll or Buddy dolls, eyes blinking red. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an Ultron situation. He's in the net. Uh, okay. He could be downloading it any yeah. doll he wants. Any Kaplan product. Like. I guess our biggest hope here is that it doesn't make any money. How <laughs> so much money this, did it make? We don't, well, it's Friday. Today's technically the opening, right? Oh. So we'll have to wait till the weekend. We can tell you in a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you right now, if it gets a sequel, fuck it. It needs to be like completely redone. It needs to be like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 situation where they just abandon the first shit and just go with their own like new idea. Well, let me take it back to what I asked you guys earlier. Who is this film for? Because the original Child's Play is still existing in some form or fashion. It's for suckers who thought that we might actually be getting a fucking new Child's Play movie. And instead, we got a killer toy movie that had Chucky slapped into it. But even at the announcement of this thing, every Child's Play fan was like, no, fuck that. So it was like almost like a reintroduction to the main... I think it it took time for that to happen. Because they said new Child's Play. I was like, ooh, that's cool. And then they were like, it's completely separate from the old ones. And I was like, that's not good. And it was like, no Brad Dorff. And I was like, that's not good. And then it was like, no voodoo. It's technologically based. And I was like, this is definitely not... like They kept shooting themselves in the foot. Like They just kept like shooting themselves more and more. And it was like... You guys, who's there? But the thing is, we went and saw it. 
I mean, so people were still intrigued by the concept. I think we went and saw it because we do this podcast. I probably wouldn't have seen it opening night I otherwise. Would I wouldn't have. Yeah. I would have because I'm a child's play fan. I wanted, Like I said, I really wanted to give this movie a shot. And I love the fact that we could have had a stalkerish like, it's mine, you can't have him type like idea with a doll. I would have been okay with that movie if it was written well. The problem is this is just a poorly fucking written movie. And man, it shows. Every time they have a good idea, they just negate it. It's not worth your money. It's not worth your time. We love the idea that Mark Hamill was going to be in it. And even then, like, he doesn't do anything quirky. There's nothing unique about his performance in this that really makes it like, ooh, that's kind of a cool Mark Hamill thing. Also, his voice is just so noticeable. Like, yeah. I, I knew it was Mark Hamill the whole time. It would have been better if it wasn't Mark Hamill, to be honest. He's a very great and fantastic voice uh, actor. Don't get me wrong. But in, in, in instances like this, I want people that I'm not going to recognize. It's just the, like you know, when Ben Affleck is something, it's Ben Affleck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, how did you feel about the, the multiple Chuckies where Dorf kept doing the voice then? Well, he's always been Chucky to me. You know, that's what I know him for. See, I was on board for Hamill from the beginning. I was I was completely okay with all Hamill. Like when Chucky got angry, I thought we'd have more angry Mark Hamill. But no, it's just kind of like, hi, Andy, it's time to play. And it's like, you just murdered six people. Maybe be a little more energetic. I think that may be a lack of character for Chucky. He's a, just a killer AI. So He's not a smart ass in any way. Yeah, he's literally just a, I've learned and I'm, I'm obsessed with Andy. And I think we mentioned it before also is the fact that like, because there was no voodoo, because there was no like supernatural element to it, Chucky could have been technically killed. If he got hit by a car at any point, that doll's done. If yeah. he had been like dropped in a fucking bathtub with a battery or, you know, electrical cable, that doll's done. If he had been caught on fire, that doll is done. Like, there's so many ways it could have been the complete end for Chucky, but, like, in the original Child's Play, that's the thing, is, like, because of the supernatural voodoo element of it, this stuff couldn't stop him. He could get shot, and it was no big deal. Like, you know, like, in this, it's all like, oh, the cord's disconnected. He's done. And there was was no stakes to anything. That's all you gotta do, break the tech. This movie, I wish someone had broke this movie. I think we're broken. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anything else to add before we wrap it up? Nope. I know we were really hard on this movie, and I want to say that like I do legitimately try to go into these things like giving them a legit shot. Like I want to like I don't want to prejudge this stuff, you know, like because there's times I'm like, why are we doing a sequel to this? And sometimes it's like, wow, the sequel was really good, or we may get a third movie that was like amazing. But there is nothing redeeming about what they can do here. Like I really hope they just choose to like let this go. We're open to remakes. We just want them to be good. We want any movie to be good. Yeah. Even if it's, like, I want it to be so bad it's good. The thing is, they didn't even do, like, a so bad it's good. They actually tried to make this, like, a legit, like, ugh, God. And you even had Chainsaw 2 in there. (laughs) The better movie. We recommend Chainsaw 2, but not this one. All right. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. You are my buddy until the end. More than. Friend, I love you more than you will ever know. I will never let you go. your body.